0: of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another amazing edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where I have one and only one goal forever with this podcast. It's to bring the best thinkers, influencers, teachers, speakers in all of dentistry to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today I bring in one of my favorite of all time, Dr. Uchi Odiatu, who could be one of the healthiest human beings I've ever met. Guy's brilliant, entertaining, and fun. And today we talk about how to stay healthy while you're traveling. Make sure you check this out. I know you'll enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I am so pumped you're here because I've got one of my true heroes, friends, confidants, colleagues in dentistry, Dr. Uchi Odi-Atu. This guy is freaking amazing. And if you've never seen him, Well, you're missing out. You got to see this guy. Every time I'm with him, he's always giving me good advice, good instruction. He's wicked smart. So I'm going to be taking notes like crazy. And today we're going to be talking about how to stay healthy while traveling. Uchi, thanks for being on, brother. Appreciate you.
1: Hey, how are you? Always a pleasure. Love sharing energy with you. Let's get this party started. Yeah. People are are confused with the travel thing, right? But you do what you normally do. Yeah. I'm, gonna contain, I'm gonna contain my enthusiasm until we're ready to go.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> now I always say this: like we we got to know who the Uch is before we get to who. So who's Doctor Uchi Odiatu? Give us a little bio before we get into the topic.
1: Okay, I'm gonna get a little metaphysical here. I'm, I'm many things. I'm a human. I'm a Canadian. I'm a dentist. You know, I have. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a thought leader. I'm a brother. I'm a, I'm a son, you know, I am so many things. So that being said, you know, a lot of dentists, we identify with just our role. And anytime we don't, we're not at that role, we kind of lose our identity. Except we do use it when we try and book reservations at a restaurant and then also become a dentist again. But so my, I have many things. I, today, though, I'm sharing my passion for wellness and all things that will help my colleagues have an easier time traveling and enjoy of their vacation, 100% of their conference, or 100% of being away from home base, because many people lose it when they get away from home base. You know, it's drive-thrus, it's fast food, it's airport food, and they show up a little worn around the edges, not their best.
0: Yeah. Now, I love this and I'm probably going to benefit the most out of this. That's why I'm going to be taking the notes. And I do want you to speak to the fact that you are a speaker, probably one of the most requested speakers in all of dentistry. So, you know, a little bit about travel, you know, you and I always get together when we're on the road, um, but you're different. From everybody else. You know, like I see a lot of the speakers go right to the bar. Not a lot of speakers in the weight room or the fitness room in the bit, you know, before the day gets started, but you're always there. So um, you've flown a few miles, right? In your time? Uh,
1: sure. I don't know. I'm not a million miler yet, but I've definitely d- done a number of programs and Still getting up to speed after the pandemic, you know, meetings are still growing in number and frequency. But, uh, but my, a big part of who I am, is I've got to show up in charge, ready to go. Like I, I talk wellness. I don't know how many people talk wellness and they don't look wellness. So they're talking fitness and they don't look fitness or they're talking about whole body health and they have no whole body health habits themselves. It's all memorized. But I've been living this since I was 14. So it's organic, it's eclectic, it's who I am. So basically I'm just sharing snapshots of what works for me so when I go to meetings, when I travel, either business or pleasure, usually I combine both. It's important for me, it's, it's I can't get away from it. I, it. It is who I am, like this is my brand. Like, you know, I am, I'm amorphously connected to the weight room or smoothies or the back of the plane doing stretching, but I share what works for me on the road. So I show up lucid, pain-free, happy, connected, engaged.
0: Okay, start before the flight. So let's say you're going tomorrow. How are you getting your head right and your suitcase right? Like I, I don't see you as a guy that's taking a whole lot of stuff with him. You know, is that true?
1: Well, you'd be surprised. I have my must-dos. I have certain habits that I do. I think a part of traveling, as you know, almost all success in any endeavor starts with the mindset. So if people think I hate traveling. Uh, I, I know why I book such an early flight. Uh. I I can't stand it. I always write off the first day going anywhere, and I always write off the day coming back. So they start off already behind the eight ball. They're already defeated before they leave. So I have a mantra. I say these words, I love travel, travel loves me. I love travel, travel loves me. And I see all these people on Facebook complaining about their delayed and their missed flights and their canceled flights, and oh, look at me. I'm stuck with 17 people in this row. Oh, there's a guy vaping beside me and someone with a comfort dog. Well, that's your experience. A different way to experience it is set the tone for enjoyment. Like, I love travel. Travel loves me. And the universe or a god or the energy field somehow brings to you better experiences that will align with your expectation. Some people expect to be late. They expect to be tired. They expect to have someone uh, not having good hygiene beside them. You know, they expect not to get upgraded. But I think it so starts with mindset. I love travel. Travel loves me. Uh, that's not a guarantee but what i do though is i stack the deck in favor of having a better travel experience that's where you start off mindset you know mindset
0: i love that and with the mindset like any specific travel secrets you have like pre-flight you know um i don't have any but i was like um i i always like to leave i always like plenty of time that's one of my things i like to get there early I always like to exercise before I get on a plane, not when I get to where I'm going. Um, And then another travel, I do have one travel secret. I live by one thing. I like your mindset, but I always live by, I'm going to get where I'm going first and then figure the next phase out. So when I'm with my kids in the airport, they're always like, I'm hungry. I'm like, we're not eating here. We're getting to the gate and then we're going to figure out where to eat type of a thing. But do you have any secrets?
1: Yeah, good point. I, I have lots of things that I do just automatically. It's become part of who I am. So, the day before, I, I bring stuff with me so I'm not always struggling for food. Like, I bring something called miso soup. Miso soup is a prepackaged, you just add hot water. So, even on an airline that doesn't serve food like Southwest, I can get a, a little cup, I can get hot water and mix up my miso soup inside. Miso soup is cheap. You can get four packets for about four, five, six dollars online. Uh, it's a fermented food, great for the bi- microbiome, which helps to make. Uh, makes you have a better circadian rhythm change experience um i'll bring green tea with me you know coffee sometimes you know you and i are already you know adrenally uh engaged You know more coffee for me is like throwing dynamite on uh, <laughs> on on, on uh, a napalm bomb so so i don't need as much caffeine as most people but so I like green tea is good a little bit less caffeine tons of antioxidants so i bring my own If you're a member of, if if you're a frequent flyer, you can actually go into some of the different airline lounges. So you can get, you know, bags of green tea for free, right? They they say, you know, take them with you. So green tea, miso soup, um, again, traveling internationally, you can't bring nuts and seeds and fruit with you. So that's not something unless you're traveling in your own country. I go across the border quite a bit. So I can't bring fruit, I can't bring nuts because the customs will take it away. You can't bring seeds. Heaven forbid if you threw an almond out and it grew into an almond bush, you know, in, in Arizona. So that being said, so miso soup, green tea is a must for me. Um, I bring an empty container of water because um, you can't bring water, obviously, through security. But I do know once you get across, they now actually sell filtered water. So it's good for the environment. But also now, instead of spending $6 a bottle for, you know, some of these designer brands of water, I can get filtered water and any number of different uh, uh, water fountains in the in the airport. So that's a pretty good thing. Also in the fitness room, you know, again, if people want to buy water, they can spend the five, six, seven, eight dollars, you know, Fuji water and Evian water. But the fitness room, it's free. You get filtered water in the fitness room. So I can fill this one liter or one quart bottle up. So I bring an empty bottle of water with me so that allows me to stay hydrated because dehydration is a big part of, uh, you know, lacking uh, good travel uh, 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 instruments.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So when you're traveling, you get you, you, you get where you're going. You check into your hotel room and now game on. Tell me what you're thinking from there.
1: Yeah, good question. I try and visit the fitness studio before I go to my room. It depends on when I check in. You'd be surprised. People always think, Uchi, you must always check in. You must always work out. You've got a flat stomach. Like Look at you. How do you do this? You must work out two hours a day. You'd be surprised how little I work out. I have a huge amount of momentum going, obviously, because I've been doing this since I was 14, but I could easily get off track pretty quickly. Like during the pandemic, I worked out a little less. But for me, when I check in, I always ask, where's the fitness room? I, I love being on the same floor. You may not you're on the same floor. They've shown, you know, it's called geographic success. You know, most dentists know about geographic success. Geographic success for most dentists is you do a big case on a patient and they move a week later and now they're in Osaka or now they're in Seattle. But geographic success for me when I check in is I get to be on the same floor as the fitness facility or very close so now I can pop in and out a lot easier than it's in a different hotel tower. So when I go in, I want to see if I can actually be in the the same tower on the same floor. And all I'm doing is, again, I'm stacking the deck in favor of being closer towards the gym.
0: Yeah. Geographic success came alive for me when I was going to college the second time and I sat up front, (laughs) get better grades. You know, there's a lot of power and proximity to anything that's healthy, right?
1: Uh, That's that's a good idea. Think about it. I'm I'm going to go to a concert next month, Mark Anthony. So when you you want to be with stuff that's really good, you want to sit close. So in school, you're paying 20, 30, 50, what in dental school in the States at a private college, 100,000 a year. Do you want to be at the front taking every, you know, $100 a class notes? or do you want to sit at the back with people that don't really care? So definitely you know, close to the epicenter. I call it the epicenter of change. I want to be in the splash zone. You know, I want to have the umbrella up when the lecture spits and stuff. I want to get it all.
0: Yeah. Now let's talk about like the foundational stuff. So like the sleep thing. So I am one of those people where if I go on a longer trip, the first night is hard for me because it's a new bed, it's a new thing. And then maybe night two I'll get, are you sleeping pretty well the first night when you check into a hotel?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I, I, Get there's a study though at, at Brown University. I was a, it was and it was a study done. It was in. I think it was uh, shown in Cell 2018. They've actually shown the first night in a new bed anywhere, your brain um, half of it stays hyper vigilant, and you're thinking, how's that possible? Why would not? I? Well, at a certain level, you're used to sleeping in your own bed. You know your sleep number. You got the king size. You got the. Uh, the servants waving palms at the Kurt, <laughs> at The curtain couple's family. <laughs> you're, in, you're in a new bedroom or a new hotel. What happens is your brain thinks, hey, there could be danger here. So it's a primitive primordial uh, uh, safe, safe feature that's it, it, part of our, our DNA. So for the last million years, anytime a caveman, a woman is a new place to sleep, the brain says hypervigilance. There could be danger here. So you might think you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping as deep as you would the second night. And I've made this play, part, play for me. I've done experiments. I've, I've checked into a hotel in a different time zone the day before speaking all day. And I'm good. You know, people say, each has a great talk, blah, blah, blah. I made some changes. The second day now, I am on fire because it's now my second night in the same bed. And my brain now has gone deeper. Anytime you sleep deeper, you're more lucid, better memory, more emotionally engaged, more IQ, emotional intelligence, it's right. always profound so if if you rush in to speak do all day and you come out sure kurt's amazing second day is when you want to have kurt because now he's slept twice now in that same bed and now believe it or not your brain is more rested a well better rested brain has better connection to past uh associations left and right brain coherence you're you're more uh en- en- energetically ready for the day so i've done that i've experimented jumping in the day before and i've gone a day earlier two days earlier and I'm always better uh, the second night after the second night.
0: Yeah. And then when you're waking up. So when I first got started, I had, I had some great mentors. And one of them walked me through the lobby. This is great. And he said, oh, okay, if you do this job for a long time, you're going to travel. And you're a product of all of your choices. So as you can see, we've just finished our night. We had dinner with a doctor. I can go that direction to the bar. Or I can go upstairs call home, read a book, get my gym shoes ready. Everything is a choice. And he went up and he ironed a shirt. He's like, I got my shirt ready for tomorrow. Like, I'm going to make the road my friend. I'm not going to make it my enemy. And I've never forgotten that. So like- You know, and I've some I and I my heart goes out to some of my friends that like are in the banking industry where they have to fly and they're like, dude, I you don't know what I have to deal with. I do I do entertaining all night long and it's drink after drink after drink. And so I think the cool thing about this industry is it's not like that, unless you choose, but like making the road your friend when it comes to your regular habits, whether they be eating or exercising or just even, you know, what you do in your room, don't you think?
1: Sure. No, I agree. I, I love that advice. You know, it's great to have uh, that set of the sale started at the beginning of your career and saying, it's a choice that way, this way. But can you do both? You can do both just in moderation. Right. And definitely if you're fit already, if you, if you travel well, rested, if you do love lecturing, if you are happy at home, um, if you travel well on the plane, you arrive, you arrive hydrated, you have good nutritional status. You can actually weather the storm of going to the lobby bar and having a drink, do the entertaining, then go to the room. But most people, are sleep deprived continuously. They're challenged at home. Th- their work is challenging. They don't have good habits at home. They don't exercise. So their high-performance race car is like a 20-year-old, a car that gets regular fuel, regular oil, and they arrive behind the eight ball. But if you're already in fit shape, you can actually weather the storm of a lobby drink. Again, with good intentions and everything else, and not overdoing it. But again, though, it's nothing about um, having the best habits on the road. So if you're talking to clients about premium change and take in charge of your team and being your best, being your best then is, you know, going to your room, ironing a shirt, planning the day out. You look at Cristiano Ronaldo, like he's, you know, one of the top well-known uh, soccer players in the world. He's 35, 36, 37 years old at, at the, you know, at the last, you know, the twilight of his career. And he's all about dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So any athlete who dots the I's, cross the T's, like Tom Brady, LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, guess what? They are performing, they're full on. But uh, if someone's not dotting the eyes across the T's, they're, they're, they're at the beck and call of the storms. And they're, they're wondering why on the road, I feel like this. I, I don't go to the bathroom while I'm on the road. Usually two or three days I'll go into the bathroom and I'm always sluggish. So something about setting the tone and living your A game right from day one, right on the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, raising children as as you did too, like one of the things that I struggle with is like, okay, family's all together. We're going to go eat pizza. It's Friday night, whatever. And so you'd indulge in these things intermittently. And I always use the excuse of going on the road as like, okay, this is my time to like, I'm going to have a salmon tonight. I might have a glass of wine. Like I'm going to get back on the path. And it didn't always work that way. But I remember prior... You know, like the the road was a license just to abuse yourself in some respects. And so I think that's what you're talking about here is like, you know, um, and, and, and I also do like, I'm not one of those people that likes to be isolated. And again, I, this is kind of like therapy for me. I actually like a little bit of recovery. I like downtime. I like a little quiet. I like to read a little bit. So I'm not a real social person on an airplane and I'm not going to, you know, I will talk, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to use this time to just like recover a little bit. Cause I've watched you speak. I, I would actually love to put a heart rate monitor on around you and <laughs> and figure out how many calories you burn when you speak because it's got to be like your heart rate has got to be at 130 beats a minute when you're speaking or or somewhere in there 120 i mean have you ever worn a heart rate monitor when you're speaking? Oh,
1: that, that would be fun I, i'm sure it's like a crossfit i'm, I'm on chairs i'm on tables i running to the back i'm i bring weights oftentimes i'm demonstrating walking lunges i i have a good time i i, I I bring props and I I can't help but use them all. It's it's part of what I do. I I share with people that no matter what your age, your muscles have no idea how old you are. And if you do take care to walk the talk, people are more convinced. I would say audiences surrender their doubt for my certainty. They surrender their questions for my answers. And if I'm presenting with conviction, it's much easier to bring across a new subject or to create a shift in their consciousness. But for sure, um, healthy habits do better on the road. And that's why they, they call it a road warrior, because most people get beaten up on the road. It's like going to the Coliseum. They leave looking half, they leave the house looking half decent. They come back looking like uh, you know, Maximus and Gladiator after being beaten up and dragged across the sand. But if you're in shape and you, you bring the sleep mask on the road, you, know, you, you, you take a probiotic on the road, you exercise, not do your full two-hour workout, but you do a little physical activity every day, You get out and get some sun on your skin. You know, um, Andrew Huberman, neuroscientist out of California talks about that early morning sun before noon awakens or helps reset your super nucleus. And it helps to re-engage that primitive caveman prehistoric part of us that likes daylight first thing in the morning. But as you and I are, you're up at five, looking at notes, you run down to the, the seminar room. If I don't get out to get some sun on myself, guess what? I do feel that bit of a lag because back in the caveman, cavewoman days, prehistoric time, we would leave the cave right away. No caveman, cavewoman sat in the cave and like, you know, went on, you know, uh, caveman.com and checked out, you know, uh, the fantasy uh, mammal that's races. So it's always <laughs> leave the, leave, the, leave the cave. Let's get out there. Sun is on you and the brain lights up.
0: Yeah. Go back to this. You said your muscles don't know how old you are. Can you go a little bit further on that? Because a lot of us live with this whole expectation. Well, once I turn 50, that's where it kind of goes downhill and I can't retain the muscle mass. And um, I think that's a great point.
1: This is deep stuff. I think I don't know anyone that looks forward to the next year. I don't know anyone that thinks you can look better as you get older. Everyone thinks it's a slow downhill, sloppy slide. Oh, I'm 29, as oh, soon as I hit 30. Oh, I'm 35, oh, wait till I get 40. Oh, I can't imagine why I just look like I'm at my 50s or 60 or 70. So I'm all about the science. Exercise science says your muscles have no idea how old you are. This is perfect for the aging dentist or aging high dentist or assistant or office manager or thought leader thinks, oh, now that I'm in my 50s, I've got to start winding down. Uh, did you see that uh, Sylvester Stallone at 76 just started a new Netflix series? Did you see that uh, Rod Stewart at 77 is still going? You see Elton John is on his fifth farewell tour. in his mid 70s. So 70s is my hallmark. You know, look at Helen Muran. I look at tony bennett in concert with lady gaga you know 60 years younger and he thinks you know what i'm going to partner with someone 60 years younger so my paradigm my perception of aging is very different than the average joe you'd be surprised every time that people are being self-defeated about the next year um mentioned someone mentions oh, he's been in dentistry since for the last 30 years or started started when i was 10. it's if right away they're apologizing for their their wisdom 20 year olds would kill for our wisdom 25 um, year olds don't have season they don't have muscle memory So there's a certain part of us, though, and exercise scientists go with muscles. Our muscles have no idea how old we are. All they know is that we move a lot, which is youthful, or we sit a lot, which is accelerated aging. So if you're a high mover, whether it's step count or a physical activity, your muscles, all they know is Kirk is a teenager. Kirk is youthful. Kirk is youthful. You sit a lot. You get up after watching, you know, three seasons of uh, Sons of Anarchy. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you know, you feel stiff. That's yeah. how most people most people expect to be stiff and sore and clogged. But it doesn't have to be the way the science says. Muscles have no idea how old we are.
0: Yeah, you've heard this one. Sitting is the new smoking. <laughs> Speak to that. Oh,
1: for, sure. for sure. Well, you know, 70% of our waking time is spent sitting. I, I often try and do my Zoom call standing. So, hey, the next thing to elevate our desks here, so I'm, I'm sitting in this room where I can get Wi-Fi today. But um, I'm all about standing more often. There's an enzyme called LPL, lipoprotein lipase. And the gene for it is 10 times more active when you're standing. And lipoprotein lipase takes blood sugar and fat out of the bloodstream into the working muscles. And it makes you, it's about 100 calories more every three hours that you're using just by, by standing. So I'm a firm believer in standing more. I, I alternate my standing and sitting when I'm working with patients. For my recare exams, I'd rather stand and do them and just crank up the chair. So I do my exam standing. It makes me look more energetic. I look more alive. Um, I think differently when you're standing. You know, more oxygen to the brain. You know, so that being said, um, sitting and smoking, they've also show, said that motion is lotion. This is a good one if you want to write that down. Love motion it. is lotion. So arthritis and joint pain and inflammation hits about 45 to 50 million uh, Americans. Arthritis, stiff joints, inflamed joints. Well, um, cartilage has very little blood supply. The, all they need, though, to get increased circulation of good, good nutrition and take away the toxins is good movement. So synovial fluid pumps harder when that when the when the joints are moving so motion is lotion means the more you move the more greased your joints are so that's pretty powerful motion is lotion I'm totally
0: borrowing that, stealing that and giving you credit for it. Now, I have so many questions because I know a lot about you. You know, typically if you're traveling, you know, you get thrown these obstacles, you know, all the time. Once in a while, you open up your suitcase and you're like, darn it, I forgot my shoes. I've seen many Instagram posts where you've forgotten a lot of stuff. You still make it. Can you speak to that?
1: Sure. I'm, no excuse when it comes to fitness. If I'm in the mood to work out and I think, oh, no shoes, or I only went carry on, I do want to fit some shoes in. I'll dress, I'll go downstairs in black, shiny dress shoes. I'll go down in tuxedo, patent leather shoes. Who cares? I'll never see these people again. If anything, when you walk into a gym with, with shorts on and black dress shoes, the gym empties. Think, who the heck is this freak? So now I have all the equipment to myself. So um, I'll work out in dress shoes. I'll work out in flip-flops, which aren't the safest. I've never worked out bare feet before, but I don't care. I, I've never seen these people again. Oh, what will people say? Who are they? Who are they? You know, so I, I talk that all the time. No excuses. Just go. I've gone to the gym in jeans and a tank top. Yeah. You know. So uh, why yeah. not?
0: Absolutely. Now, now, also with travel, sometimes you got to cross time zones. Any, you know, you got the whole time zone thing going on. Any advice or knowledge that we need to understand about time zone travel?
1: Again, the background is tra- I love travel, travel loves me. I love travel, travel loves me. So if you go there thinking, I'm going to Hawaii to speak, you know, it's, it's five hours of my time zone, right away they're expecting low energy, lack of clarity, constipation, poor digestion, and uh, all kinds of aches and pains. I'll start thinking, hey, Hawaii, I'm, I'm honored to go. And I start thinking, I'm going to take a probiotic every day. They've actually shown a lot of circadian rhythm disruption. It's simply because our bacteria, which have no eyes, but they do have a consciousness. And they know we're off our schedule. So if normally you go to the bathroom first thing in the morning, guess what? You're in Maui now. Now you're going to the bathroom at 2 o'clock in the morning. Your bacteria go, you know, what, what are you doing? What's going on? So now the, the bacteria are thinking, hey, do I make serotonin now? Do I help make, make, pump out all these neurotransmitters? Or do I have this person still asleep? So the person's awake. Usually they're asleep at 2 a.m. Probiotics help to just bring harmony to the microbiome. So people often overpromise what, what the probiotics can do scientifically have shown probiotics can help with, with antibiotic disruption with, with uh, the microbiome after someone takes amoxicillin for 10 days or penicillin for 7 days or clindamycin, which is one of the more challenging ones. But antibiotics have also been shown to increase the stability and diversity to the microbiome. It doesn't give you free reign to pop tequila and stay up all night and listen to Def Leppard. I'm saying you, you still got to do all the good habits. So people often think, Ooch, I tried probiotics for four days, did nothing for me. Well, you hate your job, you, you're a shift worker, you don't exercise and you eat Pop-Tarts. So, Taking probiotics without doing the fundamentals is like throwing fertilizer on your driveway, and there's no seed or soil. You need seed and soil. The seed and soil is good sleep, loving your job, and a good diet. Then probiotics can plus you. But on the road, if you have a reasonably good diet, probiotics help to balance out the microbiome, which they've shown now is a big part of circadian rhythm disruption. But you think of ooch, the large intestine is far from the pineal gland. Well, guess what? These bacteria are responsible for forty percent of the 500,000 circulating metabolites in the body. This is actually from uh, gastroenterologist, Emron Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R, author of the book, The Gut-Brain Connection. So your microbiome is responsible for 40% of the 500,000 circulating metabolites in your body, Kurt. So if they're feeling disrupted, unwell, if they're away from their time zone, if there's light, dark cycle disruption, guess what? Your mind is impacted. So to yeah. have these microbiome happy means a better functioning physiology and neurology.
0: Yeah, you sold me on this years ago and with the gut health thing. So the apple skins thing, I eat those apple skins like crazy, have them all over. And as you can see, I got my kombucha. I always say it wrong. My kids are always like, it's not its (laughs) I don't care what you call it. And then also the miso soup uh, and the probiotic that all I'm such a huge believer. And you set me on that path. I do have so many other questions I want to ask you too. Okay. Sitting on a plane, you've heard, don't cross your legs. You know, the circulation is that like, how real is that with the the leg circulation thing? Do you not cross your legs? Do you cross your legs? Do you put your feet? I take my shoes off right away. And one more thing, I'll, I'll make this even more common. I remembered years ago. When I would get on a flight house, I'd had those hard dress shoes and my feet would swell up on a really long flight. So help me out of that. What do you think? It doesn't happen okay. anymore. It could be the apple skins, who knows? But what do we For need sure. you to know about sitting on a plane?
1: Well, many things are going in your favor. I think sitting on a plane, anything in a confined space. So say if you didn't get the upgrade, you're not at the exit row, you're not in premium economy. So you're stuck in that, you know, smaller bulk regular seat. Um, crossing your legs just makes it worse. You're already cramped and now you're cutting off circulation. But again, it doesn't mean you can't cross your legs, just don't have them crossed for an extended period of time. Um, I never get a window seat, I never get the middle seat, I always get the aisle. The only time I get a window seat is I'm doing a red eye because on a red eye, I don't want to be disturbed. So I make sure I have no liquids two hours before the red eye, I have my noise, noise-canceling headphones, I have earplugs, orange glasses before I go, um, sleep masks so I don't, I don't see all the lights and pings and the person watching the movie next to me. Then I'll sit on the window seat for the overnight flight. However, all of the flights though, so I want aisle. That way I have more room. I can get up and down. I get up about at least every 45 minutes to an hour. If, they, if they, I go to the back and the flight says, hey, you can't just get up. I said, I'm going to the washroom. They, they can't fight nature. I always lie. I'm going to the washroom. Hey, I'll stretch inside the washroom. I'll stretch outside the washroom. But overhead stretch to the side, warrior one, warrior two, half moon. Uh, I've had people join me. going, Is this good? I said, yeah, it's very good for the brain. And um, I go back to my seat. The flight goes, "Why are you were going to the washroom. I no longer have to go. You know, So they can't stop you if you have to go to the washroom. But that's... Every 45 minutes to an hour, I will go to the back and hang out and and chat with the flight attendants, uh, get a second cup of coffee. Coffee has two grams of fiber in every cup. Sometimes I get comped a little bit of wine. If they don't have what I want, also I'm getting a bottle of wine. Again, alcohol, wine, red wine is fermented. I wouldn't say that's the key to my fitness, but it's, you know, a little red wine is fine as long as you're pairing it with water so you don't get dehydrated. But it's a fun place to hang out, stand, hang out, chill, connect. Yeah. It's like networking, networking, you know, on United Airlines. You
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. I got to ask you about this one too because this is a this is a constant challenge for me is room temperature. So when you're there, like, is there an optimal room temperature? I like it on the cold side. What do we need to know about setting a room temperature at at the at our destination?
1: Uh, look at you. They've actually shown that we 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 sleep best and deepest when it's about sixty five, sixty six degrees, which is a little chilly for some people, but. Having it at 71, 72, 73 at nighttime, we don't sleep well when it's hot. Cooler is better. But it's trouble, though, if you're with a partner or a friend or you got the whole team in one room because you just started out to practice. (laughs) you got all 20 people in your room. People want different temperatures. But if you're on your own or you have the agreement of your partner, what happens is, you know, 65 to 66 degrees has been shown by neuroscientists that you get the deepest sleep. Cold outside the room, warm under the covers. And they've shown people who have insomnia often have an elevated higher body temperature than people who sleep deeply. People have insomnia often have elevated higher body temperature. So cool people, 98.6. Hot people, 99, and a half, often have trouble sleeping. So insomniacs often have higher body temperature. So, hey, cool that room. You, know? yeah. you can go to the next level. There's cooling pads, which get, you know, get a little to the next level, but you can't bring a cooling pad with you. But having the room cooler, air conditioning. But then again, you run into trouble have the, the air conditioning sound on. I hate the sound of those vents and fans. What I'll do is if I'm out of the room, I'll put the cool, I'll I'll have the temperature chilled to like 64 with the air conditioning. Then I'll turn it off at nighttime. So I don't wanna hear the fan going off and on. I hate that, the sound, it it wakes me up. I'd rather have dead of night, you know, really no sound whatsoever. I want that caveman, cavewoman back to my Neanderthal roots or caveman roots, so, so to say.
0: I love that. And on the cooling subject, you know, you hear all this chatter about the cold shower thing, like, and how important that is. I mean, do you, are you a big believer in the cold water shock thing or not so much?
1: Uh, you know, there's, mo- there's so many different hacks to be healthier and think people think, oh, I don't like cold showers. You can still be healthy not doing cold showers. Or right. How about the infrared sauna? If that's your sticking point, if you're exercising, loving your job, loving your relationships, um, exercising and, and eating healthy. Infrared sauna's not gonna make or break you. Like, oh, cold showers, I only do I only do um, lukewarm showers. Big deal. You know, mm-hmm. Wim Hof, the Iceman, makes it sound like if you're not doing cold showers, you're gonna die early. <laughs> you know, a lot of these, a lot of fitness fanatics make fitness sound so complicated. The mm-hmm. average Joe, there's more average Joes like like me and you than, than the elite. So elite people, elite experts always make it sound like, oh, you gotta do everything. Oh, really? Now you've made it the wagon's so high, people are falling off the wagon all the time. My fitness, my nutrition, my wellness wagon is low. So if I fall off, I can get back on easy. Cause most of life is off balance, right? So it's not so perfect. So don't have a cold shower if the if the if the heat is the hot water is not working in my townhouse. Otherwise, um, I, I do I do hot showers. Cold yeah. shower, they've they've even shown cold water on your face helps you sleep deeper. Yeah. So you don't have to immerse yourself in an ice bath. But but if someone was very sick or it was they were competing in like in a decathlon or a LeBron James or in the championship, then I would say dot the I's, cross the T's. But cold shower, it's as literally as it's called a, a hormetic effect. So at the end of your shower, turn down the water a bit so it's not so hot. Maybe make it warm. And for you, that could be your cold shower that day. So don't think you that you have to do everything perfectly to do this thing called fit life. You know, I, Again, I, I love my fitness fanatic friends, but some of them make it sound so complicated. I'm like, I got to understand it. Here I got two university degrees. I'm certified and double certified as a personal trainer, yoga certified. And I can't understand what you're saying. Ouch! if you're not into infrared saunas, you're not going, I really hate, really lift up your shirt. Let's see how it looks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised, always be careful when you get fitness advice from someone, if they can't lift up their shirt, like, because it's like, if you're not walking the talk, why am I listening to you? I, I don't take real estate advice from the homeless. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't take marriage advice from someone married six times, except they tell me what not to do. So are, are you walking your talk? Am I, I going to take advice from you? Lift up your shirt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that might be an interesting conversation. So like... Uh, <laughs> But, I, you know, I would agree. I mean, in this great industry that we have, you can see, like, people that have treated themselves well on the road and others that have just let the road just beat them up in a big deal. And so um, any advice you have on, like, vacation travel? Um, when you're thinking about going somewhere, I try to give myself permission to go on vacation when I go on vacation and I still struggle with that, but I try to like limit all things that would even bring me back to work. I think the first thing is just setting the expectation. I'm gone, you know, and secondly,
1: any, any vacation hacks, tips that you have? I I love that. I think Jim Rohn has has passed away now. It's called America's business philosopher. Jim Rohn said that uh, when you're on vacation, think vacation. Don't think about the office. When you're at the office, don't think... I really should take a vacation that you're never really present. So when you're on, I like you, when you're on vacation, don't look at the stuff. Unless you're starting a new company and this is how you earn money is on the road. It all depends on what stage if you are and, and how connected is your family or your friendships. But if you spend a lot of time do work on vacation, you're definitely sapping the vibe of that vacation time. It's not really vacation. So that being said, you know, you're on vacation, think vacation. When you're on at work, think work. Uh, you can plan your next vacation trip. Like I sometimes I'm on the road, I'm planning my next getaway. However, vacation travel is still the same as business travel. You know, think of all the hacks, you know, sleep masks, uh, probiotics, miso soup. Um, uh, bring, everyone's got your business. Everyone's got, their, everyone's got their runners. But again, if you get a family of three, four, five, seven traveling together, is everyone on board? Well, guess what? Let the one kid or the, the partner not bring their travel stuff. But when they see you're having fun and you come back from the gym and it's quicker than they thought, and they say, I'm gonna to go to the gym and you come back and then they're like, you went to the gym already? Yeah, it was 45 minutes. I guess I should have gone. So I think Albert Schweitzer, that humanitarian anthropologist said, the best teacher is role modeling. So instead of telling people what to do at home and telling your friends and having charts about BMI and organic food and keto and paleo in the lobby bar, lecturing to your buddies, live it. If you, if you make fitness and wellness look easy and fun, that's the biggest teacher. So I try and make it easy and doable, not complicated. I don't do two hour workouts. I've done a two hour workout since I was like 19 years old, you know, so easy, fun, doable. I like to role model how easy this is to to make the the, the wagon not so high because so many people actually fall off the wagon or never bother bother getting on.
0: Right, right. So a little bit off topic, still travel, though. Favorite places you've ever traveled? Top two, top one, or just Uh, place you love, period.
1: Uh, hey, I was in North Dakota and I had a blast in North Dakota a few, What few city?
0: Ago. What city, where were you
1: at? Um, uh, Bismarck. Bismarck, Bismarck, North Dakota. Down to earth people. It was their state conference, uh, just great. I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So I was like, as yeah. soon as I said Winnipeg, Manitoba, I was like one of the bros, <laughs> one, of the most, one of the most, you know, so I was there. So uh, I have fun wherever I go. Um, Seattle, I love, I love California. Yeah. Uh, Australia, Australia, 23 years ago, went to Australia. I've lectured in Copenhagen. That was neat because Denmark and the Nordic countries, out of all 220 countries of the world, every time they ask who is the happiest, Denmark and Norway are always one and two. Why? The happy, happiest, most content people in the world. Did, did you know that?
0: No, I didn't know America, that, but why, why?
1: America, America's like 15th or 17th. And you think, Alcomer. no, we got Jay-Z, we got Beyonce, we got Trump, we got Biden. Um, Denmark and Norway, one and two. They're, they're content. Uh, they have a lot of support socially. Um, if you if you hurt your back and you can't work and you can't pay the bills, guess what? There's government departments that help pay t- until you get back on track. They treat all jobs the same, whether a sanitation engineer, teacher, doctor. You never look down on any career because I got in a cab one time and all these doctors talking to the cab drivers as if they were his buddy. And I said after, was that your cousin or that your brother? Uchi, we're all the same. So I, I, I think many countries, they have status. Oh. My, my wife, one son is a neurosurgeon. Oh, the other, son's, the other son's a proctologist, you know. He didn't get into the neuro, He didn't get into <laughs> cardiology. We, we have hierarchies of importance. Yeah. Denmark and Norway, very content, very egalitarian. Lots of social services. Um, universal healthcare. Free education. They have free university in these countries. So people are educated, fit, wellness. Uh, they, they say their taxes are higher, but um, but the content, the content level is higher. So I enjoyed my... Uh, Uh, my Norway National Conference. I enjoyed my Denmark National Conference. I just love that sense of content. There's lots of gratitude and appreciation in the air.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. You see, that? I went to in, uh, uh, Austria for my brother's wedding, and uh, we just enjoyed it. I mean, it was so much farm to table, like fresh off the table. It was so, so community-based. Like, every dinner was three hours long. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, everyone's talking. They asked so many questions. They were so curious. And you could see how authentically happy people were. And they really respect their elders, which was the coolest thing. Like, everybody, all the elders went first, you know. Um, so, it's interesting to see that in travel. So I,
1: I love I love that. That whole you want to talk about one of the most successful diets ever that the AMA acknowledge, American Medical Association, is the Mediterranean diet. It's not just about food, it's the fact that say don't argue at the dinner table. Keep the conversation while you're eating light. No sex, drugs, religion, politics at the dinner table. You get angry, right away the digestion slows. The wrong acids get made to digest carbohydrates or proteins so a big part of the mediterranean diet is simply having a peaceful conversation honoring the elders i don't know how many people apologize to being older um in okinawa and costa rica and icarus and loma linda california but they honor their wise elders it, it's, it's a certain regality or royalness to being 70 80 90 years of age yeah. oh that's him he's 90 now oh the, hey that octogenarian is coming or my centenarian is coming so when you when you honor wise elders, you don't apologize for it, and you look forward to it. Like, enjoy your youth, but then enjoy being 60, 70, 80, 90. I'm in my Gord Christensen years. I could charge more. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything. Like, I love his unapology who he is without saying, oh, now that I'm this age. Right. He is, people talk about him as the godfather, the pope, of if you had to speak, of... Uh, of uh, dental industries incredible no apologies for his age at all
0: none nah, doesn't need to he's so fun and he's really fun to talk to like every single time so so real quick beach or adventure cold or hot if you had to pick right now what would you pick
1: oh i think beach I, i'm in canada so it, it's cold like six seven months a year i i did uh, i went to whistler a couple of years ago for uh new year's and uh sure it was fun doing some skiing and that that cold, but it's more of what I have around me already. So I love sand and beach and uh, palm trees and coconut water and uh, the drinks, the, the luau's in Hawaii, Yeah, uh, connect, walking out of the hotel in your, you know, in your, in your Birkenstocks and shorts, there's, there's nothing like it. I, I'm definitely a warm weather, hot weather uh, vacation guy.
0: Same, same. Sarah and I, we love Cabo, like Cabo. Cabo is the desert up against the ocean. It's weird. Like it's just great, you know. So never been,
1: never been, never been. that's how Oh, my, you need to go. My...
0: We're we're bringing you to Cabo. Like you'll okay. love it. It's absolutely okay. amazing. So cool. Any last thoughts on how to
1: stay healthy while traveling? Ouch. Oh, well, that that whole expectation, that mantra. I love travel. Travel loves me. If you have a bad travel experience, why share it thirty two times on Facebook and relive everyone else's sad sack? They've actually shown. I think his name is John D. Martini, out of Houston, Texas, said that. um, if you're continuously putting your, uh, your, your, your dirty shirt in, in clean water, sure, when you first put it in and you take it out, it's not that much cleaner. But the more you stick it in, the more you get like your environment. So just if you're complaining about travel experiences and plussing and saying, oh, just like me, I hate this airline, I hate that airline. Look at me at my cramped quarters. You set yourself up to have the same experience. Your, your nervous system acts like it's been there, done that. No athlete rehearses the bad times. No athlete reminisces his worst experiences and then goes on to compete. So if you're a thought leader, why rehearse and memorize and tell stories of your bad experiences? Get you set nervousness and say, hey, just like you thought yesterday, just like you've thought a thousand times. So you'll let, you'll rarely ever see me complain about a travel like, uh, shutdown or a missed plane. Sure, it's inconvenient. You got to flexible, you know, Bruce Lee said, you know, the, the oak tree breaks in the storm. I want to be like bamboo. I'm like Kung Fu Panda. I am amorphous. I go with the flow, you know, that's that's my style on, on the road. And I have more fun and flex, flexibility is fun.
0: Dude, you are the best. You make the road fun. You make our lives better. You make us healthier. Every single time I have you on here I'm not kidding, like somebody tell, oh my gosh I'm doing the Ooch thing, I'm doing this I mean, you are making the world a better place I just appreciate you so much And I'm so grateful to call you my friend So thanks for being on, Ooch, I really appreciate it Now, I also want to say this If you guys are looking for a phenomenal speaker And I'm not just saying this, like this is no joke He can get an entire room Like out of control To the point where if I'm speaking next to him It's just irritating Like it's just like, I can't even and talk to my audience because everyone's laughing, having a great time. You got to bring them to your study club. So, Ooch, uh, tell these people where to go if they need a great speaker. Like, how do I get a hold of you?
1: Hey, I've been outside yours. It's like, a, yours are like rock concerts too. And I know <laughs> you, you do a lot of theatrical stuff, you engage people. So I love watching you because it, it makes me think, wow, this is the best, this adult education is engaged and high energy, I, I love your stuff. But if you want to talk to me, people often think of me just as the wildest guy, but all this stuff has chair side connection conversation. If your dentist that doesn't know about probiotics, if you're a hygienist, nothing about nutritional wellness, or if you don't feel empowered to talk whole body health, patients are starving for the total health conversation. So without it, you're working as a tooth mechanic. You start learning about whole body health, you now become an oral physician. You now become a complete healthcare provider. And this is what the public wants. They don't want to go to 17 different doctors. They want to see how connected you are to the whole body. What happens anywhere is happening everywhere. So that being said, Instagram, I'm on. I'm all over Instagram. I post, I do stories. So my Instagram is uh, fit speakers. You see my happy face. So just put uchi dentist and you'll, you'll find me. On um, my website, druchi.com, so d-r-u-c-h-e.com. I have my phone number, if you crying out loud. I am available, I am available. I love direct messages. I answer my own stuff. I am there, probiotics in hand, I, uh, sleep mask on. I, I am ready for action.
0: You are. You are. And you said Def Leppard and tipping and tequila all night. We're going to do that one night. I don't know where, but we're going <laughs> to, we're, we're going to behave for a couple of days and then we're going to Def Leppard it and tequila one night. So it's going to be I
1: fun. Winter. Ch- Chicago midwinter, end of February next year. Hey, I'm sure you're going to be there. Deal.
0: Deal. I will definitely be there. We're going to have a great time. And, uh, Thank you again, which this is so awesome. But uh, stick around and say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I know you did, just do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends. Keep sending me suggestions for things that you guys want to see. You're going to see we have an amazing lineup in the next couple of weeks that we're going to be sending your way. And until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys have a great day.